2: work. Ridiculous News is a production of iHeartRadio and Cool, Cool, Cool Audio. With amazing and crazy topics to pick and to choose You are now tuned in to ridiculous news With interesting views on breaking the rules of broadcasting And all sorts of wild reports that keep us laughing With funny off-brand, upbeat journalism
0: The strange and unusual stories of what we give them When it's all about ridiculous news everywhere We talking about ridiculous news over here
3: Hey everyone! Welcome to Ridiculous News. This is not your average news show. We cover stuff you didn't realize was news, from the wild and funny to the deep and hidden to the absolutely ridiculous.
4: I'm Bill Worley, an Atlanta-based filmmaker and comedian, and I love Atlanta, both the show, my hometown, and all the cool cars hitting up our streets.
3: Uh, I'm Mark Kendall, and I drove to work today uh, in an invisible car. Ah, I didn't see you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, today is a deep dive episode about the show Atlanta, uh, one of our all-time favorite shows, uh, which wraps up its third season this week. Easily one of the greatest shows of all time. And, and we'll be joined by um, actor, writer, filmmaker, Jonathan Pulowski, talking to him about his experience uh, appearing on screen in season two of Atlanta, episode three. Um, he is actually here in the booth right now as a rancher. Hi, Zoom.
5: and I rode my bike here. Oh nice. yeah. great, also awesome. yeah. it not invisible, but um I love it. <laughs> yeah, well
4: you're you're invisible to big oil. So
5: that's, mm. that's <laughs> carbon footprint down. Well, you yeah, know,
4: further introducing Jonathan, you know, not only is he an amazing actor, writer, director, mm-hmm. and a wonderful, wonderful friend, mm-hmm. um, he has Sweet. appeared in all sorts of T V, film and commercials, including HBO's Love Country and of course Donald Glover's Atlanta. Welcome, Jonathan.
2: Yes. Thank
5: you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Happy to be here. I'm a little bit nervous. I think this is actually my first podcast ever, well, I think, but um it'll be fun.
4: More nervous than being on uh, Lovecraft Country? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not,
5: that's really, yeah. <laughs> Nobody's looking me in the eyes uh, with as much intense eye contact as you guys are. right <laughs> now. We do. <laughs> we do. For,
4: for future guests, no, we just stare directly yeah. into your soul <laughs> the entire episode.
3: Well, John, really, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us uh, today. We're huge fans of you as a person, also as an oh, artist. Man. And so... Uh, Same to you guys. I really appreciate yeah. it. So the way we love to kick things off whenever we have a guest on the episode is with a segment called Give Them Their Flowers. Uh, so this is it's very simple. We just are going to give you a couple compliments back and forth and then that's it. <laughs> oh, God. <Yeah>. Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, Jonathan, you know, uh, I'll start with something personal. Something like, you know, you're a great artist and I'll I'll, I'll mention that. Uh, in, in a future round. But something I really appreciate about, Jonathan, I, I always appreciate talking to you. There's like an honesty and a vulnerability uh, in the way you relate to people, just like in everyday conversation. Uh, it puts me at ease, and I really appreciate it. Thank Thanks, you. Mark. Yeah, yeah. Thank
2: yeah.
4: You. Uh, Jonathan, we've worked together on so many projects. We've so many. traveled to Corpus Christi, Texas, hung out. We went to the middle of nowhere, Kansas, mm-hmm. Saw some giraffes yeah, and things. Yeah. And,
3: <laughs> I got to hear about oh, that man.
4: <laughs> Oh, man. Had and to stop. Had to get some photos. Great it photos. Jonathan <laughs> and giraffes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and and just what a wonderful human being. Always wonderful to be around. Always such a good friend. We, uh, we try to go on walks when we can. Just inspiration, creatively, like Mark said, vulnerability, all that. Uh, you, you make the world a better place. Thanks for being on the
5: show. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate that. Yeah. And you got, I mean— We've known each other for a while. We've worked together quite a few times. We're all friends. Um, Bill was my first improv teacher. My, I think you were like my. You were you were like my level two or level three. God, that's so crazy. I improv teacher that. when I was when I was um, with Automatic. Or yeah. I was taking classes with Automatic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and Mark, cool. I've been watching your shows for a long time and oh, really you. respect your work and you as a friend.
3: Oh, thank so I'm you. happy to be thank here. You. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, that means a lot. Thank you.
5: Uh, great. So, we gave them, gave you some flowers. That was great. That, that was, was great.
3: It we well.
4: hey, we got some flowers back. We usually
3: don't that let cool. people do that. We, Yeah, we usually don't. We usually, yeah. don't. we usually we usually don't. We just like it. But it's
5: like, hey, we'll, <laughs> we'll you yeah, didn't think I was going to be able to carry flowers when <laughs> I rode it on my bike today, <laughs> but <laughs> still got flowers. You know, yeah. Yeah.
4: non-invisible
5: bike.
3: Yeah. So 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 y'all today we're talking about the show Atlanta as we mentioned earlier. Uh wrapping up its third season after, you know, a pretty extended hiatus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so very happy to have it back on the air. So we wanted to start things off by talking about the show's star, um, creator, executive producer, writer and director, uh, Donald Glover. So I just kind of wanted to share a little bit, bit of background info. Yeah. Now, uh, most people know the name Donald Glover. is a household name at this point. But even so, just to kind of like, uh, you know, center us uh, for this conversation, I wanted to uh, read off a few uh, facts. It so uh, yeah, so uh, as I just mentioned, Donald Glover is the creator of the TV comedy Atlanta. Not only stars in the show, but also serves as its creator, producer, director, a- and co-writer. But you know, the thing that's cool about Donald Glover is that you know there's a lot he does beyond simply the show, right? So he's also a Grammy award-winning rapper who goes by the stage name Childish Gambino. Um, he's a stand-up comedian. He's a DJ right? Uh, So Mm -hmm. in high school, um, Glover became involved in musicals and in plays. And after high school, he attended New York University's uh, Tisch School of the Arts, graduated in 2006 with a degree in dramatic writing. Same
4: year I graduated. What have I done with my life? Anyway. (laughs) Yes.
3: Bill, you're wonderful. (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah, man. (laughs) You're doing great, Bill. And um, after graduation, he produced comedy videos with Former classmates who formed a troupe called Derek Comedy. That yeah. person, that's where I discovered mm-hmm. Me too. Glover Me was too. Yeah. Derek Comedy. Yeah.
4: <clears throat> Hilarious stuff.
3: Really funny. And so, you know, throughout the years, uh, Don Glover, he's appeared in a variety of films, uh, whether it's like Magic Mike, XXL, The Martian. Uh, he had a cameo in Spider Man Homecoming. He was. Uh, in Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah. As, uh,
4: as Lando Calrissian, which the moment that was announced, I was so excited. Oh,
3: my gosh. Like, that was the best the yeah. best part of that movie. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. The best part of that movie.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, hands down.
3: Uh, Simba in the remake of The Lion King. Uh, he's also been uh, a writer for 30 Rock uh, while he was still a TA at NYU. He's also uh, Troy from Community, uh, a hilarious television show created by Dan Harmon.
4: Probably one of the, the epic creators and creatives of all time. Definitely mm-hmm. of my generation. Mm-hmm. I would put him, I can't think of another person off the top of my head who's been more prolific. I got mm-hmm. to see him live as Childish Gambino one time. And I can't say that I'm super familiar with Childish Gambino's work, but we were in the pit at, at Bonnaroo, and he headlined to Bonnaroo. And it was one of the most epic performances I've ever seen. We we're, were all staring at the stage, and we're like, where is he, where is he? He came up behind in this uh, elevated in this elev- uh, little, like, platform with, like, all these spotlights on him. And I mm-hmm. felt like the platform was going, like, one mile an hour, and he just <laughs> held this pause, and everybody <laughs> just, just milked w- it. lost it yeah, the entire time. <laughs> it was incredible.
5: Yeah, He's a hell of a performer. He is. multi multi it mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think
3: uh, first time I became familiar with Donald Glover, I was doing, um, uh, like, a, a summer program in college at this place and they're like, oh, you know, Donald Glover. Um, he um, he did he had done the program like mm. uh, a couple of years before, and um, and they showed me a pilot that he and his friends had written. Oh my god! And it was like this hilarious pilot, you know, <laughs> like and I was just like, whoa, this person's a really good writer because at the time, like, he was not on Community yet, and mm. so like he was mostly like, oh, who's this person that writes really well, and then sometimes this person like acts, and then it was just like. I don't know, like peeling an onion, they're just like yeah. so many layers. So it's like, yeah. I first knew that he was like, oh, his, he's this brilliant writer. And then you're like, oh man, Derek Comedy, like these sketches are incredible, hilarious. hilarious. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, what? There's some stand up. Wait, what's this music thing? Yeah. And then that continued to evolve. Mm-hmm. And it's just been, and so like the journey of being a fan of his and just kind of learning more and more about, you know, just seeing where his brain goes
4: has been so fun to experience. It really yeah. has. Mm-hmm. And he's from Atlanta. Yes, absolutely. I don't, you might have mentioned that already, but shout out. Oh, to Oh no, you. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if I did. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. And I think that that's something that's so uh, cool about the show is like I don't I don't know about y'all, but something that was really excited about, uh, you know, first discovering that show was like just all the personal details of the city that he put in there. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. yeah. It, I, I think it's it's like a surreal dream. Um, the way he shot it, the way uh, the director hero shoots it, everything about it. Um, and the, the, It's so funny. It's so surreal. It's so absurd. Um, my favorite show on TV.
5: Yeah, I think it's one of the most unique shows out there for all those reasons. It's just like the look of it and like for cinematography perspective, the mm-hmm. way they shoot it. I heard they <clears throat> crank up the ISO really high so it gets that natural grain
1: mm-hmm. and then they
5: have to stop it down. So it's got like that dark, very contrasty, very grainy look to it yeah, all those surreal moments, like, I was re-watching the, um, the episode that I was in today. Um, oh, nice. And it's just, like, little, just so many little details, like, you know, like, Atlanta artists, musical artists are all over it. There's yeah. just so many, mm-hmm. like, nice touches. It's like a, a nice homage to Atlanta. Yeah. And,
3: and another thing, too, I kind of want to say about, like, specifically Donald Glover in relation to the show, is when that per- show first came out, you know, the last time that we had really seen him on television a lot was playing Troy on community as Mm. we mentioned and so which is also a fantastic Mm -hmm. show but the tone of that show is very much like an NBC sitcom uh he's playing this character of Troy which is you know a a brilliant brilliant character but also the tone is like very silly very broad
4: goofy and
3: so when I read like oh uh, Donald Glover he's gonna do this show called Atlanta I honestly was expecting something that might have been along the lines of his Troy character, and, and
4: I read an interview where he was talking about that. That's part of the reason he was able to get that show on the air. Mm. When when he sold it to FX, he wasn't completely honest with them. They, I think, oh, they were thinking that. it would be more of a like community style show, mm. and that was how he was able to get the show. And then and then they gave him enough creativity to do what He wanted to do, but initially, I think they were going for something
5: more mainstream. And he just delivered that episode, and they're like, mm. What is yeah. this? <laughs> yeah. I really like it. I don't, this is just not what I was expecting at all. And they put out that trailer, too. I think it was yeah. like the teaser mm. where they're like walking backwards, yeah, or they're walking forward and everybody else is walking backwards or I can't yeah, remember they, which yeah ones, they played yeah. it in reverse and yeah. then
4: the one where he's like falling yeah. and then he, he's and like so many
5: people have copied that yeah mm-hmm. uh, and I don't maybe he got it from somewhere but I'm gonna give him credit yeah, yeah. it's it. like talking about that you're, you're talking about just looking into his um, his line of work and peeling mm-hmm. away that onion of mm-hmm. all the different types of work that he's done but absolutely. it's like that show to me is like this onion as well because it's like mm. you know, you're know you watching it and it's got like a funny opening maybe and then it, like you peel away and it's like kind of and then it gets start to get weird and mm-hmm. then like sometimes like when they're in the woods it's like a little bit of a horror aspect yes. like it's just mm-hmm. like all all these tones mixed together just kind of give it this feel and it's just i don't know it's like palpable how good it is and they all weave so well together absolutely you know
3: jonathan hearing you say that it kind of makes me think about you know when you think about all the different facets of the show I think it's a cool reflection of all the different facets of, like, you know, Donald Glover as a as a mm, creator, yeah. you know? And so I think uh, something we'd like to do next is, uh you know, we mentioned Donald Glover. His music alter ego is Childish Gambino. Uh, for those that don't know, he got the name Childish Gambino by putting his name, Donald Glover, into the Wu-Tang name generator that you can find online. And if you do that now, if you put in Donald Glover into a Wu-Tang name generator, you do get Childish Gambino, Ooh, which is fun. Tried and true. So, uh, Jonathan, we decided to put all of our names into the Wu Tang name <laughs> generator just yeah. to see, yeah, just yeah. to see what our rap alter ego names might be. We decided
5: to go down a different career path. Be- right, 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 precisely, yeah, precisely.
4: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, Bill, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I am Bill Worley. I am. Turkey visible. I love (laughs) that. Uh, that. (laughs) That's great. Which, yeah, I think that really works.
5: What a great generator. You can borrow Mark's invisible car. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I just saw a floating turkey. Floating floating turkey. turkey. (laughs) That's great. I feel like every
4: day I'm a floating turkey. Yeah, man. Mm. Mm. Yeah, man. Mm. Make a lot of people happy. And was going to be the the, uh, bird of the U.S. If Ben Franklin had his way. But I do remember hearing about that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So I put in my full name, Mark Kendall. Uh, my name I got was Knight Fortunate like K-N-I-G-H-T K- Knight Fortunate that's
4: really cool mm-hmm. right That mm-hmm. doesn't that just feel like okay. a appropriate thing for my yeah <laughs> it's
3: very regal and like happy and yeah yeah I, I like think that. about like a knight that fights but doesn't see like a lot of combat so he's like I I I don't have to fight that much. And so Very I'm fortunate. Very fortunate.
5: Yeah, yeah. Like
4: that. <laughs> yeah. And Jonathan. It's a pacifist. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> Guys, let's just talk about this, okay? Yeah. Why yeah. are you wearing a that armor? Yeah. Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> just in case. Yeah. This
4: is so intimidating. <laughs> uh, uh, Jonathan, you are artist unfortunate artist, unfortunate, was what came out when we put it, which is in a little bit of contrast
5: to Mark's Night Fortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very uh, mysterious, but mm-hmm. like could go multiple, like mm-hmm. could be, you know, I'm an, uh, 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 the, the poor artist, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know. It's kind of, yeah, I like it. It's yeah. A little, yeah, yeah, misleading. One really? thing
3: that kind of comes to mind when I think about artists unfortunate, is like I think about you're this artist that is tasked with like bringing the like whatever truth to society. You know, so it's like you like bear that burden, and mm. so it's like it's up to you, you. You know what I'm saying? To like, I'm like, like man, I got to tell the people this thing. So it's up to me to use my art. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's heavy. It's heavy. But that's, that's what comes pressure. to my mind. <laughs> yeah. Oh
2: my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: If anyone can do it, you can. Artist unfortunate. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, the uh, floating trick. Visible turkey. Visible 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 turkey. turkey. Visible
4: turkey. turkey. I'm good in sandwiches. Um, (laughs) You know, beyond those amazing uh, names, one of the random facts about the show Atlanta uh, that I didn't realize, Mark, until we were looking into this research that our wonderful researcher Casey put together for us Mm -hmm. um, is that – uh, that they made a chicken wing order in the show. They made a chicken wing order so popular that a chain added it to their menu. And so J.R. Crickets is a real restaurant and um a lemon pepper wet wing order that Paperboy, who's played by Brian Tyree Henry, and Darius, who's Lakeith Stanfield, um, wasn't on the menu in real life until the show's depiction of it made a bunch of people order it. And J.R. Crickets decided then to place it on a menu, which I just thought I didn't know.
5: That's didn't, so cool. Yeah.
4: And it's such a That's delicious— so cool. You've had them, yes. Ooh. Oh my gosh, they're so good. Yeah, I yeah. gotta get them.
3: Uh, do you have a favorite uh, chicken wing, like flavor or seasoning type?
5: Yeah, thing? I mean, I'm I'm pretty traditional when it comes to chicken wings. I just mm-hmm. love ranch. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Anything that is a vehicle to get ranch into my mouth is is <laughs> fine for me, except I mean, honestly, except for celery because I hate celery. I think oh, it's a worthless it's a worthless vegetable. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to talk. I didn't come on here to talk bad about vegetables. I just think that there there's not really a point um, <laughs> oh man See, I love <laughs> it's a zero calorie food So yeah, what is I keep it? hearing that I don't know ta- <laughs> like, and people are like it doesn't have any taste and like it does it has a very strong taste and it can take over like if it's in a soup it can take over that's and fair anyway that's I fair. like hot I just like traditional hot
3: that's great mm. yeah. Nope. If you all ever choose to go the rap route, I would love to see a rap beef between Turkey Visible and Artist Unfortunate mm. about the pros and cons of celery.
4: <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a delicious food. I think it could fit anywhere. Uh, it's a, it's a little, it's a little steamboat full of ranch, <laughs> and uh, I'm honestly offended that. If you so. want
5: to call it um, a vegetable, <laughs> or what did Ooh, you call yeah. it a food? You said you called it a food, Yeah, like, no, no, Oh, it's a it's, smells- a, it's a zero calorie food. I don't know. It's, it's like, it's like a plate. Smells like sweaty armpits to me. Oh wow! Maybe it's it's that cilantro thing. Maybe it's my nose. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's great. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I think that's great. That was such a very uh, uh, sir fortunate um, night fortunate kind of like (laughs) 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 argument. Let's just like talk about this very (laughs) carefully and kindly, and then move on.
0: We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor. I'm Katia Adler, host of the Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means.
2: work
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. what amazing and crazy topics to
1: picking to choose you are now tuned in to ridiculous news
3: Jonathan again, so happy to have you here and you know as we talk about Jonathan's Atlanta the best yeah, absolutely so as we talk about Atlanta for That's this so episode sweet. and the show, you know you were on uh, season two episode three. In a super memorable, super role, memorable like, role, like a, like a great great character of the engineer, and so honestly, we just wanted to talk
4: to you about your experience being we? on the show. Oh yeah. yeah, well, and then for folks who have seen this episode, oh, yeah, so yeah, uh, it's it's Paperboy and Lakeith mm-hmm. are in the studio, yeah, and the, there's another rapper, Clark County, Clark County, <laughs> played, played by
5: R.J. Walker, who is that? I just I was a fan of his because I saw a scene he did on Baskets on FX mm-hmm. with, with Zach Galifianakis, and he was basically all he was doing was making an omelet for uh-huh. for Zach's character, and it was, like, they're at, like, an Easter brunch. And there wasn't really, like, that much of a point of, to the scene, but he's just, like, telling him the ingredients he has to use and, like, just doing this, like, I could make you, like, a, I don't know, like, a Denver <laughs> omelet, and, like, I could just put some, like, cheese on it or something. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that's great. And he's like, I like your ponytail. Like, My sister has a ponytail. And he's just like, great. Does she? Okay, cool. He's just like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like It feels like the same thing they had him do, like— they were just like, probably just told him to improvise and have a good time, which is what he did in this scene, too. Cause, like, and I'll get into it more, but like, the scene, the set was just so light and fun and creative and a free environment to kind of say or do whatever you wanted within the context of the scene. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of just tasked with, like, sitting there trying not to laugh while RJ was riffing and like <laughs> just kind of fucking with me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, yeah,, uh, what was the original question? So
4: what it? well, it was yeah. just kind of setting up the scene. So, you know, in that scene, you play a sound engineer, mm-hmm. and kind of the gist of the scene is that that your computer program keeps crashing just yeah. to help people if they they remember the scene. and 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 you're kind of uh, you know, apologetic. And you know, a little bit almost like down on yourself for it, mm-hmm, yeah. and and it keeps the <laughs> t- the typical me. Yeah, the tension keeps building in it's this room because so these these rappers are really pissed off. Yeah, but yeah, so that was that episode. Anyway, yeah. and, and and that was that scene, and it is a very very memorable scene. And um, you said
5: that you were allowed to improvise, which blew my mind. Yeah, it was, um, I think I was, admittedly, I was probably a little bit nervous because I was just so excited to be on that set, but mm-hmm. it was It was definitely comfortable and I started getting more and more comfortable as we went on, but yeah, it was, um, everybody was so kind and like, I just remember because most of the scene is like I'm sitting in the corner kind of trying to get the computer working while they're just riffing and having fun and then most of that was improvised. I think a lot of the dialogue that they did in the scene was was improvised. Um, and then when Clark got into the booth and started freestyling and the computer started crashing, it was just like me just kind of sitting there apologizing. He's like, yeah, he's like, fix it. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying. Like, I just, it not, like, I just crashed. I don't really, there's never really much I can do. And, and he's just like, okay. One of my favorite lines that he said was, uh, he's like, he's like, it's all good. He's like, it's, it's all love in here. He's like, I would never lay a hand on you, but I'm not the only one with hands in this world. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I was just like... And it, like that was improvised. It was so funny, and I was just like, "Uh huh." I was like, "I love you too." Okay, let's go. Yeah. But it was like it was just so much fun. And Hero was like, I mean, like just a, a testament to a good director and and good actors that just were allowed to play and knew what to do. He just he'd go in there and give like one little line of direction that was just so subtle, and it would just make the scene pop. And what was, would he
4: What would he give you? I'm curious. I can't, I can't really remember what that. Yeah, because
5: it was like, I mean, somewhere like so. three, four years ago at this point. Yeah. But, but yeah, he was, I mean, he was um, just kind of let people, like knowing you have the right people in place, it feels like that's like, I think what I learned from that is that like, you don't really have to do much as a director. Right. If right. it's cast correctly and like you have really talented, funny people in there just doing their thing, like, just let them go yeah. and just trust that it's going to be good. And, and it was. It was such a fun scene. I've heard
4: people say 95% of directing is casting. And that number varies depending on who's saying that quote. But that's kind (laughs) of how I feel about it. I feel like there's such, like, you, Jonathan, and Mark Kendall, and a lot of the people we work with, they're so talented that if I'm behind the camera, I'm kind of, you know, if anything, when I let them go loose, I'm going to get the best stuff. You know? And so it's really just about making sure they have what they need. Definitely.
3: Uh, What was the, uh, you know, your... uh, off here, we were talking about like your audition process. Could mm-hmm. you kind of tell us about what that process was like?
5: Yeah, so that was really cool because I, I auditioned for a different engineer character that was in I think in early maybe it was I think it was an earlier episode when he goes to the offices and he meets Clark County for the first time. Mm-hmm. And then Paperboy's is doing that like promo and he's talking about some cereal or something like that, I think. And and, and the engineer's just like, can you make it more like ghetto or like mm-hmm. or like, or like, or like, without trying to say that like mm-hmm. make it more like hood right mm-hmm. so I auditioned for that character and I didn't get it um, but when with this episode I listened to an interview with the editors who were talking about putting money back shoddy together episode 3 season 2 and it was originally just the urn storyline of him trying to like trying to take van out and spend this hundred dollar bill and they can't do it it's and they keep right. running into issues they're like there's no way this is real like you that's you can't use a hundred dollar bill here so it was that and then they said that they needed some other storyline. It was kind of like not carrying it on its own. Mm. Um, and so they came back and added in those studio scenes. And then I guess they just reached out and re- they liked my tape and they're like, let's get Jonathan to do it. So I got to go and I didn't have to audition for that specific role and I got to show up and I, I was like, oh man, this is cool. It felt like, you know, I was like, nah, they they like me. I didn't get it, but I was still in consideration for other stuff and then I ended up getting that role. So it's, it's nice to know that like, even if you don't get it, it doesn't it doesn't end. There's still opportunities. There's still chances that can be open for other roles or for you know you're still on the radar.
3: That's really great advice. That's super great advice. Yeah. That, that that reminds me of when uh, the first job I had out of college was I was a casting assistant, and we were casting like television shows at the time, and that was something that I remember very clearly is that like. You know, because I would go through all these auditions. I'd go through all the headshots. I'd organize all the auditions. And a lot of times there'd be the auditions that, you know, the casting team was like, oh, man, these are our favorites. Like, these are the best. And for whatever reason, they don't get cast. Yeah. And it's like mm-hmm. it's outside of our control. Right. And then, uh, but we always remembered them. You know, yeah. always remembered a good audition. And every time we had an opportunity, even if it was like a year later, you know, or however long later, you're know, like, oh, let's bring this person back in. Yeah.
5: And then all you hear on the other side <laughs> is the actors, uh, it's like, oh, I didn't get it, <laughs> or, or like, or right. nothing, or no, you know. But it's like, it's nice to to remember that they're, you know, hopefully they're remembering you.
4: Yeah, and and that's I think for beyond acting, it's just a life lesson mm-hmm. for the world in general. Yeah. Like, I think I I know I've gotten jobs before where maybe I wasn't the top choice, and then the top choice didn't work out, and that. So it's it's a good don't ever burn a bridge. Don't ever think that a, a no now doesn't mean you'll get a yes later.
5: Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. Very
4: true.
3: What aspects of being on set for a show like Atlanta was maybe different, or what did you learn from being on that set versus versus, you know, the, the many other sets you've you've been on? Or like what were other, even if not if even if it's not so much what was different, like what were other
5: things that you learned or took away from being in that environment? I think kind of like what I was talking about earlier, is like just be loose and have fun and play because, mm-hmm. like, sometimes, you know, you can, I can put a lot of pressure on myself um, within a scene, especially with such talented people um, in a show that I'm incredibly excited to be on mm-hmm. to kind of, like, you know, it's, I, have to, I have to remember to, like, relax and have fun and, like, I'm here for a reason, so play with these people, have a good time. And watching them – because a, like, a lot of the stuff they did was improvised and it was, you know, they can't, not everything can make the scene, but it's still – it still makes for a fun time. It still gets everybody in the moment. It still keeps it loose. And then when you get those moments that do really hit, then you could, you know, obviously you have editing, so you can make that work. So it's just like, I think just not being as precious and just kind of trying to make it feel as real and have as much fun as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and and then, you know, it's interesting too. Like, I, I love the way... That I remember when I when I shot this, this scene, I was like, oh, they never had the camera on me, like, like straight on in my face. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man, I'm not going to – like I don't know if I'm going to make it on camera. Mm-hmm. But then I realized like there was a reason. Like I'm just kind of like in the corner the whole time. And it, like I think from a filmmaking perspective, I was like – you know, my ego was like, man, I wish that I got a shot straight on so I could put that on my reel and whatever. But like you watch the scene, you're like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Like here I am, this guy in the room who's like an outsider trying to just – record and do my job but like the thing that i'm trying to do is messing up and that's out of my control and i'm like they don't even see me <laughs> and yeah. they're just like mm-hmm. yeah. he's like i don't know man fix it <laughs> like we have a problem <laughs> here and he's just, like fix it and so i'm just kind of like in the corner in the dark and it just made sense like from a cinematography perspective that i thought was like oh hero's brilliant yeah they just put you in the corner yeah 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 and
3: i i felt like that was also, you know, we talked about the tension that's in that scene. It builds. I yeah. feel like, yeah, you know, it's almost kind of like you're drowning. You know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. uh, the way they have you, you know, positioned in the frame. It's really great.
4: And here's a controversial question that uh, you might have been asked before, Jonathan. But so when when Paperboy and Lakeith leave those those characters, I don't, I don't know, Lakeith's name in the is not, like i Darius, Darius, yeah. When they leave that scene, it seems like you're about to get either beat to death <laughs> or maybe killed. It's unclear. Yeah. It's the, and they left it purposely ambiguous. So, yeah. you know, as that character watching that, what do you think
5: happened? I think, I think that I get beat up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that I get beat up um, because I think Clark County really is trying to make a name for himself, mm-hmm. um, and he's trying to show that like he can't be fucked with. Mm-hmm. And so I think that Boogs—I think it's Boogs or Bugs—is the character that he is like. I'm gonna go take a walk, and then yeah. he's like, and then he, he, he walks up like kind of like stands in front of the paperboy and, like, he, and Darius, and he's like, "Y'all should leave." <laughs> yeah and it was like oh my god, oh my god. Like, like, it, like all signs point to like I get destroyed and I wanted so badly like I think I even made a Facebook post about it I was like please bring the engineer character back in a full body cast yeah. uh, oh, just yeah. like one scene like bring him back
4: like, even if it's like in the background yeah. you know, like, yeah.
5: I can still do my job with hands out of the cast yeah. that moment was so funny
3: yeah when he was just like y'all need to leave and at first they're like huh what and then they get up and go and then uh, Paperboy I think goes back for the Hennessy,
2: yeah. <laughs>
5: yeah. and Darius comes back. He's like, oh, he's like, no, I got it. He's like, I got it. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, god, I'm just thinking about like and like how funny it is to see the opening of that scene where he's, like. He's like, I brought some weed, and he's like, oh, I don't smoke. And he's like, well, that's why I brought the henny. And he's like, oh yeah. And he's like, oh man, it's really great, great, great. Yeah, yeah, I don't drink like that. <laughs> right, right, right. And then yeah. he goes into the booth, and he's like, he's like talking about, he's like bring the henny. He's just like talking about henny and weed. And right, Pink right. Boy's just like cut to him, and he's just like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, yeah, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. good. Yeah,
3: Jonathan, I'd love to talk to you too, just about you know your work, just in general, like as an actor, writer, filmmaker. Um, you know, when I when I uh First met you is through I believe it's through improv comedy or, or acting or some combination of that, uh, and I've always just been really impressed by how you've been able to do all of it so well. You know, yeah, for sure. And I was just kind of wondering, like, um and I know, like, you know, art's like your, your art's like an ever evolving thing and everything like that. But the question I just genuinely have for you is like, what's a certain aspect of art that you find especially gratifying right now? Whether it's like. Um, and so maybe you don't necessarily separate it into, you know, different compartments, you know, but like, is there any aspect of creating right now that you find especially fun and gratifying?
5: I read this, this great book called Befriending Your Shadow or How to Befriend Your Shadow. Mm-hmm. And so I've been trying to dive into the more uh, nastier, darker sides of myself that uh, I maybe don't want to think about or deal with and um, try to write from, a, from that place or like try to um, bring that to characters that I'm auditioning for or if I book something try to bring that um, th- the sides of myself that I don't really get to play with or, or have been maybe afraid to show. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to just dive more and more into myself and um, try to understand what really makes me tick and try to connect to characters on the page in that way.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: So yeah, I think I, I made a uh, the first episode of a little short series um called baby bird it's and a great short thank you yeah thanks Very with, good stuff. with uh justin miles and bill helped out on that as well yeah. um and blake studwell shot it, and everybody that we had on there was awesome but it's like i, I was talking to mark earlier too about how i've always kind of had issues like trusting myself and my own instincts and like my own ideas and um the character in the short always comes to justin with a, with a question or a problem and so he's seeking others seeking others advice all the time instead of trusting his own instincts and so that's something that i'm kind of exploring with 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 that story and yeah i just yeah i'm just trying to like work from a, a deeper place if that makes sense I don't does, know that, without yeah. getting too like i don't know whatever the word for me talking about my personal process vulnerable is, is uh, this vulnerability or is this yeah. is it too much
4: I, I think know. it's good, I think it's good too just to think as an artist and, and creative I think it's something it's uh, in in everyone struggles with that and uh I think when you when I've seen people embrace that darker side, you know even for people who might not have as creative of a job, I feel like it really gives you a lot of permission to express yourself and exercise those demons and um and be authentic in what you're creating. I think it's healthy. I think it's super healthy. And it's I do think so too. Yeah. And 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 uh cathartic. Yes. You know. So if 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 you're at home and you're wanting to do
5: some art, don't be afraid to chase those demons like Jonathan's doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Try, try, yeah, chase those demons, get them, get them out, put them out in the open and uh, work with them and see what comes of it. Yeah, and plus it's and always
3: I, I I always appreciate it when when someone that makes stuff or an artist shares about like what they're genuinely excited about it's always it's always
5: energizing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah appreciate that yeah
4: what do you got coming up that folks
5: could uh, check out so yeah where can they find you Jonathan you can find me at uh, my website jonathanpulaski.com um J O N A T H O N. Well it'll be in the it'll be in the notes. notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll, yeah, it'll put be in the there. show notes. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> um, that's where I kind of keep most of my stuff linked. And then uh on Instagram, jungle J A P E five, Jungle Japes, mm. or Jungle Jape Five. I post a lot of dumb stuff on it's there. That's great. It's um, really fun. good. It's very entertaining stuff. A, yeah. lot, a lot of videos of me farting on my girlfriend. <laughs> and there was hilarious. Yeah. Shout out to Susanna. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She lets she plays along and lets me lets me do that. Yeah. Um Which people seem to enjoy. It's very enjoyable. (laughs) You
4: too. You do some really hilarious stuff. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, I enjoy. I enjoyed the piece you did with D.W. where you're just banging the car and, <laughs> yeah. and, and acting like men. So you know, so they're they're both standing next to. I, it's just an older car, I feel yeah. like, and they're just tapping it like you like maybe someone at a at a auto place would. and uh, that sounds like a, sounds like a <laughs> solid car there. Yeah, that's a
5: roo- that's a roof right there. See, mine's got a roof too, and yours has four oh. wheels. Yep, yeah. there's four, four wheels, wheels down wheels. here. Just, just smacking it all, just kind of, just making sure that it exists. Just tapping it. No just invisible cars here. <laughs> being men and yeah, doing manly stuff.
4: Yeah, so tune in J- Jungle J5 for more manly stuff. Awesome.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, Jonathan, once again, thank you so much for being yes. here. Uh really wish you the best. Uh, listeners, please follow uh Jonathan and uh keep keep uh following to see what he does next. Yeah.
5: Thanks, guys. Pleasure being here. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll yeah.
4: be we'll be right back after these messages and talk a little bit more about this new Atlanta season.
0: Yeah. We'll be right back with more ridiculous news after this short break. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.
2: Work.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't get it confused. You are now tuned in to ridiculous news.
3: Okay, so Bill, season three of Atlanta it's out now. We've been watching episodes. It's come after a long hiatus, and it's been super exciting to dive back in and spend time with these characters and in this world that Donald Glover and his team has created, right? So it's been really cool.
4: Yeah, what an amazing season. I, it stands by that this is the best show on television. I've said it since season one, and I will continue to say it, and they always continue to prove us uh, right when <laughs> we say that. <laughs> but also just blow our minds with the amazing art and thoughtfulness of this show. Um, taking it to Europe for this season has made it more surreal than ever, in my mind.
3: Absolutely, right? Because you think about a show... Being Atlanta, watching season one, watching that pilot, even though they reference other places, I never actually imagined we'd be going to Europe. We'd be going to these other places and seeing how the show can kind of continue to expand or broaden what its reaches, what its point of view is, has been really fun and exciting. Because you're like, all right, yeah, you might be able to imagine what goes down or what stories might happen inside the confines of Atlanta but then you're like okay so then what's it mean if they can go anywhere and beyond that it simply just kind of changes the tone just simply because of what's in the frame you know because it's like they're in the they're in these new locations they're in these different buildings and the thoughtfulness that you mentioned that the show is made with the care and the details it's like a whole new visual
4: palette as well absolutely you know for this season uh Stephen Glover, who's Donald Glover's brother, and this is from Vox, uh, said that the aim of this third season was to interrogate the curse of whiteness, which I thought is so interesting. And it obviously does it so, so well. Um, and, you know, coming back after a four-year hiatus to uh, dive into this, one of the things we were talking about, Mark, before we started recording was that it was 2019 when this was written, I believe. And then, you know, coming out in 2022 – it's interesting, the topics that we're talking about, it's super relevant.
3: Right, yeah. So I was watching uh, Donald Glover, he was on a red carpet or something like that, and he was emphasizing how, like, a lot of these, like you said, Bill, a lot of these stories were originally crafted in 2019, and of course, I'm sure that, like, adjustments were made since then, but even so, the idea is is that they kind of, you know, they had been discussing these issues, and I feel like we as a country, like, as a whole, the way we talk about certain issues of race or politics has gone in a lot of different directions, especially after the summer of 2020. And so then now seeing Atlanta kind of dive into some of these topics as well has been interesting to see. And, you know, you mentioned the curse of whiteness. And I don't know about you, Bill, but there's definitely like like a horror vibe. It's not, you know, there's no spoilers here or anything, but the, there's yeah. definitely like a more of a horror suspense vibe that I think is a very cool and welcome, but certainly a different tonal shift from what we saw in the first two seasons which is you know if you haven't seen season three yet that that's i think a a really enticing thing about diving into the season
4: yeah absolutely they play with that in the beginning of the first episode it's very clear. Um, and there's an episode, and we're trying not to do any spoilers. If we do any spoilers, we apologize. Yeah. There's a great episode uh, about reparations that's really, really interesting and challenging. And as a white dude watching it, I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> so many emotions. And so well done. I was reading, it's the uh, the actor in it um, is from, you, you might recognize him from like The Hangover. He's usually kind of more of a, a B part. He kind of plays the main guy who's getting married in The Hangover, that Actor, yeah, he's um um, uh Nick Cage's
3: uh sidekick in the National Treasure movies as well,
4: (laughs) which is
3: (laughs) and I love National
4: Treasure, so that's why I point that out. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, Justin Bartho, he said when he was asked about this show, and he he starts, and this is one of those episodes that doesn't really relate to the main characters at all. It's, it's, so it's, it's kind of self-enclosed. And he said, quote, I was a huge fan of the show. I'd seen every episode and it was one of the few shows that I would watch in real time. When I got a call to meet with the casting director, I was like, I would have done a walk-on background part in Atlanta. I honestly think it's one of the great shows of our time. Um, he says, so I was super surprised. He was obviously honored and he did a wonderful, amazing job as this character going through the five stages of grief um, when he gets confronted. And again, we don't want too many spoilers. Also, shout out to Madison Hatfield. Our yeah. Host, an amazing Atlanta actor and writer and director um, who has a great part in that episode. Madison, you rock. Um, it's always fun as uh, Mark and I as Atlanta comedians and friends that have acting to see uh, Donald Glover Definitely, they they purposely cast a lot of local Atlanta talent, and it's great. It makes it more authentic and also helps our city.
3: Yeah, I I think another thing that's great about this season is there are some really well-thought-out cameos as well throughout the season just from regular people, and it's really interesting seeing this, you know, Atlanta plays with surrealism and other elements too, so when they bring in cameos of people from you know, pop culture either playing themselves or intentionally playing against off-type, that's super interesting yeah. too. I mean, just to go to season two, for example, not not to even delve into season three, but like Cat Williams in season two, episode oh one. Alligator um, Man. I mean, like seeing Cat Williams in that role is so great because it's like Atlantis, you know, has a specific world, the specific perspective, and then you put someone in there and see how they play in that environment is so fun and the reparations episode bill that you mentioned having justin Barth in that it continues that tradition
4: yeah there, so i was reading more about that episode in particular that's an episode i need to watch time and time again uh it's a great great episode a lot of symbolism just great characters one of the things there's a really intense scene where uh and this is something i didn't realize mark and kind of a spoiler but hopefully not uh, there's a scene towards the end of that episode where uh, his character, uh, the guy going through this, is talking to another white character uh, who has kind of a maybe a different perspective or more evolved perspective than his character is at at that point. And then something terrible happens. But what I didn't realize, Mark, is that character that talks to uh, Barth at the end at the, and then goes over by the pool is the same guy that was in the boat in the very first episode. Oh my it's the gosh. same actor that told the story from the boat in the very first episode. So there's a little easter egg for y'all. Dude, that's a great you, non-spoiler <laughs> easter egg. That is a right. great I, I missed that. That's yeah, so I missed interesting. Too. I, I, until I read about it, even the person that's interviewing Martha says, "Oh my god." <laughs>
1: I didn't realize
4: that, <laughs> but the you know it just speaks to the intention of this show mm-hmm. that in episode four episodes later they have this recurring character that you wouldn't I didn't put it together, um, but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. and it's it's a very interesting connection that they're making there. Um, yeah, just another shout out to the amount of care and thoughtfulness that goes into this show, um, and it's so funny. It's so funny. Yes. One of the things we were talking about Mark, we'll, we'll just one random thing I love about Atlanta mm-hmm. and it's very small and in, in the sense of all the cool things about it is the way that they do the title card mm-hmm. every episode yeah. and how that's evolved, and at this third season, I like the, they continue to just have a lot of fun with it to the point where Atlanta a lot of times is pretty obscured. And being from Atlanta, I love Atlanta, and so I can always make it out. You always, even if it's like eighty <laughs> percent obscured, I'm like, there it is, <laughs> there it is. And It's like this little game that the uh, artists and play with us, the audience. And the other thing that I love that's you know. Maybe a shallower part of Atlanta, but there was (laughs) an interview with Donald Glover where he talked about, uh, you know, Lakeith Stanfield, who plays Darius on the show and is brilliant, as is everyone. And he said, we keep (laughs) with wardrobe, we keep trying to put, you know, Lakeith in the craziest, costumes or outfits possible but he just makes everything look good (laughs) it's so true the guy is a fashion icon just in this show i don't think he could wear something and it not feel cool or interesting
3: oh i know i mean it's just like no matter what he wears i'm just like that's got to be thousands of dollars it looks like a thousand (laughs) bucks on you know what i mean like they could put him up in something like all ripped and tattered and old i'm like oh man that's got to be like some sort of designer gucci
4: outfit Right. (laughs) He just makes it look so effortless. He's just got such an effortless, cool vibe to him um, in this show. I kind of like in life in general. He's such a great actor in so many different things that he's been in, as are all these characters and all these actors who've really gone on to do a lot of work. Oh, my gosh, yeah. uh, Which is great and good to see. Well, I hope that we didn't spoil anything. Please watch this show. Um, It's a wonderful, amazing show, Atlanta, one of obviously our favorite shows, we think. Uh, We hope you would like it. Uh, It's challenging in a fun way. It's also genuinely hilarious. And now we'll just wrap it up with one of our favorite segments from every show, which is the spring of inspiring inspirations. And the quote this week is from Darius, a character on Atlanta, uh, an amazing, funny character. And uh, this quote is, I would say it's nice to meet you, but I don't believe in time as a concept. So I'm just going to say we always met. I love that. And Bill, we were
3: talking about this quote a little bit beforehand. And I feel like I always go through sort of a range of reactions when I hear like a signature line from Darius, which is first like, Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. But then you're just like, wait a second, that's kind of deep. And then finally you're like, you know what, I think I agree.
4: <laughs> 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 That's so exactly it is. It's like, I wish I could deliver the line as confidently as he does in life because it does, it's one of those things where it's like, wait a second, oh, that does feel right. Mm-hmm. And to all our audience members out there, I would say it's nice to meet you, but I'm just going to say we've always met. Agreed. And- <laughs> Thank you all so much for tuning in, friends that we've known and met already and uh, with time, not as a concept. We know you have a lot of choices uh, in terms of podcasts and entertainment, and we love having you here with us. Thank you so much.
3: Thank you so much. And, you know, you can also stay in touch with us as well. You can email us at ridiculousnews at iheartmedia.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and IG at Ridiculous News, then be sure to check out our comedy videos as well at Mark Kendall Comedy on IG, TikTok, and on Facebook, or at Kendall Comedy on Twitter. Bye, y'all. See you later. Ridiculous News is hosted by Mark Kendall and Bill Worley. Executive producers are Ben Bolin and Noel Brown. Produced and edited by Tari Harrison.
2: Research provided by Casey Willis. And theme music by Four Eyes and Dr. Delight. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you
3: listen to your favorite shows.
1: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is
4: going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God.
2: work.